Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery times not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. On this useless night With you so far away I stand in front of this Ferris wheel And I wonder what am I doing here And I wonder what am I doing here And welcome to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network and iHeart Radio Network. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at com on all social media sites, TV, And you can always check out the programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. And don't forget, you can also watch some of the great programming that we have available for you on the all-new Exxon TV channel, as part of Simul TV, and to get more information on that and the programming that you can watch on Simul TV, visit their website at www.simultv.com. That's S-I-M-U-L TV.com. Just a quick note about the X Chronicles newspaper that we have out right now: more than 7.2 million downloads around the world. So we'd like to thank all our listeners and all the people who read the X Chronicles newspaper and visit our sites for their um, their continued support of our products and, of course, the uh, the sales that our advertisers get from 
you, the readers, and you, the listeners. My guest this hour is Jim Willis. And after graduating from the Eastman School of Music, Jim Willis began, became a high school band and orchestra teacher during the week, a symphony trombonist on weekends, a jazz musician at night, and a, uh, a choral conductor on Sunday mornings. The author of seven books on religion and spirituality, he has been an ordained minister for over 40 years while working part-time as a carpenter the host of his own drive-time radio show, an arts council director, and adjunct college professor in the fields of world religions and instrumental music. Joining me now is Jim Willis. And Jim, welcome back to the Exxon. Thank you. Good to talk to you again. How are things with you and yours? Well, doing well. We made it through the hurricane down here in South Carolina. Oh my so, gosh, yeah. Uh, only good things to come. That is good to hear, my friend. Tell us about the books you've written. Um, most of my writing started late in life. I wrote a, a memoir about bicycling uh-huh. about uh, oh, maybe 30 years ago, mm-hmm. and that led that led to my first big book for Visible Ink, which was the religion book, and that was based on the uh, uh, the college course I was teaching at the time in world religions, and that was followed up by a book that I wrote together with my wife called uh, Armageddon Now, the End of the World A to Z. We like to call it 500 pages of light reading about how the world might end. <laughs> but uh, most of most of that uh, just kind of led to a, um, an outpouring. When we moved out here to the woods of South Carolina, I retired eight years ago, mm-hmm. and I've written four books since then, and uh, a fifth is on the way this year. So um, it's they're all having to do in one way or another with... Um, uh, spirituality, human development, uh, our place in this great cosmos and the multiverse with uh, unseen dimensions. Uh, Ancient Gods was the book that uh, brought us together for the first time. Yes, I, think, I remember that well, yeah. Yeah, almost, a, almost a, maybe not quite a year ago. Yeah. And uh, now the latest is Supernatural Gods. Well, we're going to... That, that, that came out of the fact that I think... I, I, I love ancient gods, and mm-hmm. uh, I stand by it, but it wasn't quite far enough. I wanted to go to what we call the supernatural, and in that sense I'm talking about above natural, about uh, entities and which exist in perhaps parallel dimensions, above or below us or side by side with us. And um, it's, been, it's just been a fascinating journey. All right, we're going to be talking about supernatural gods, spiritual mysteries, psychic experience, and psychic truths. On the other side of this commercial break with our guest this hour, Jim Willis. For more information about Jim, visit his website at jimwillis.net. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and Jim Willis and I will return on the, on the other side of this break as we continue here from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on The Exxon Broadcast Network and iHeartRadio. On this useless night with you so far away I stand in front of this Ferris wheel And I wonder what am I doing here And I wonder what am I doing here This is the Exxon Broadcast Network Broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, 
Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Jim Willis is my guest this hour, Exonation, www.jimwillis.net. Uh, Jim, the last time you were on the show, you and I were discussing ancient gods, lost histories, hidden truths, and the conspiracy of silence. And I was wondering if you could give our listeners who may not have had the pleasure of hearing you the last time you were with us a synopsis of ancient gods. I came to the conclusion, after a lot of study of history and ancient religions and ancient texts, going from Sumerian texts, Babylonian texts, uh, uh, Egyptian history, Mayan culture, I've come to the conclusion that we are not the first civilization to come down the pike, that there were uh, other civilizations before us that we have lost. Uh, Why did they disappear? Well, who knows for sure. One reason uh, may be the fact that there was a natural disaster of some kind, a calamity, maybe a, uh, a comet exploding uh, on the Earth, which wiped out pretty much all life. Uh, maybe it was their own technology that brought them to a screeching halt. Whatever the case, these civilizations uh, were not totally destroyed. There were those who survived. And when they made their way to parts of the world, that were still inhabited by Stone Age cultures, um, our own ancestors perhaps, they brought some of their technology and understanding with them. And I think we can find this not only in the ancient megaliths that stand around the world, but I think we can also see it in the texts that talk about these people. And because they were so advanced, uh, the our ancient ancestors uh, would tell stories to their children and their children and their children. And of course, each generation the stories would grow. And pretty soon these became not just advanced civilization, not not advanced people, but they became supernatural people. They became gods. And uh, uh, a lot of the ancient gods that we worshipped, uh, have, have worshipped in the past, 
uh, Quetzalcoatl, perhaps, uh, maybe some of the Egyptian um, gods, mm -hmm. uh, certainly in, in, in Europe uh, and uh, in, in the Far East. Uh, a lot of these were very possibly survivors of ancient civilizations that we now know as ancient gods. Now, you were a Christian minister, uh, Jim, for more yeah. than 40 years, and yet you retired from active ministry. You moved into the middle of the woods and eventually wrote, you know, not only ancient gods, but you also wrote supernatural gods. What happened? There seems to be a total flip. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll tell you, I moved out here to the woods with an agenda. Uh, ministers talk about God. We study about God. Very ministers really are left-brain creatures, mm -hmm. um, and uh, so as a result, my my religion, my spirituality, was always at an arm's length with just a couple of breakthroughs. Of course, I mean, uh, you know, there were there were times uh, throughout the year, a couple of times throughout the year, when something would happen, and I would realize inside, not just in my brain, but in my heart, that something was going on. So when I retired from ministry, I, I, I wanted to take God on. I wanted to say, come on, God, I, uh, I, enough of this peekaboo religion. I want not only to know about religion, I want to experience the reality of it. So I moved out here with an agenda uh, eight years ago. I, I even had a scripture verse in mind from the Old Testament. Uh, there's a wonderful story back there about uh, Jacob and Esau had their falling out, and uh, when later on, as years went by, Jacob was coming back, he was going to meet his brother Esau on the next day, and they were going to try to bury the hatchet. He didn't know what was going to happen, so he was worried all night and pacing up and down, and this uh, being appears to him, which later we discover is, in effect, uh, a god. Uh, it is God himself, and so Jacob... <laughs> wrestles with God all night long. And he says, I will not let you go until you bless me. And of course, later on, we find out that he's been wrestling with God and it all turns out. It's a wonderful story, but that was my agenda. When I came out here to the woods, I'm going to wrestle with God. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And surprisingly, uh, God answered that prayer, but not in the way I expected, not through the tradition that I had kept for 40 years, but instead in a way that would have been uh, very commonly understood and appreciated by uh, shaman, by supernatural, by, um, uh, you know, the, the mystics of the old time, the founders and all this kind of thing, uh, came to me right out of left field. And I, I had, I have had in the last eight years, uh, an answer to prayer. It just wasn't the answer that I expected. I expected to wrestle with the Christian God. Instead, I found the God that goes back to the beginning of us all. I'm even a little bit hesitant to use the word God because mm -hmm. when I say God now, there are so many, so much baggage associated with that word that uh, a lot of people, I'm sure, will simply have an idea that when I say God, I'm talking about the God that they're thinking about. And instead, um, God has totally transformed uh, in in my own life and in my own being. But, ha but you know, Jim, 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 hold on here. Yeah, you know, okay. we're, we're in the end times, uh, apparently, and, you know, in the end times, the Bible tells us that there are going to be many false prophets. How do you know you weren't dealing with a false prophet and you weren't, in fact, dealing with the true God? Great, uh, great question. But... Um, I can't answer for anybody else. I can only answer for myself. 
uh, I've had the same experience uh, in, for instance, out-of-body trips and that kind of thing that other people have had. And they come back and mm-hmm. they say, there's the reality. It feels so real. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but Jim, one, one, yeah, but once again, you see, what happened with your faith that you were part of for 40 years to take you from an established religious philosophy to throw you into the world of... <sighs> New Age you know, genre woo woo wisdom. Yeah, you you know what? It 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 deepened my faith. How? I'm still a Christian. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, I understand Christianity in a way that is deeper and richer than I have ever understood before. I still read the Bible just about every day. Right. And I'm amazed to discover um, things in the Bible that, quite frankly, I didn't understand before I had come to the experience of God. Give me and, an ex- uh, give me an example. Well, for instance, um, the words of Jesus, uh, he, he talks about the, the kingdom of God is within you. Pick up your cross daily and follow me. Uh, in my father's house are many mansions. And I go to prepare a place for you. Uh, God and I will come and live within you. And you won't understand now, but then you will understand. I read those words and they just spring off the page right now. They are just so much more real. I go back to the Old Testament and I understand uh, some of the stories that I just used to consider mm-hmm. mythology, for instance, about uh, um, Ezekiel and seeing that uh, the wonderful... Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the wheel in his dream. Yeah, yeah, understand the wheel. And uh, it, it when you read it, Without all the, uh, the 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 baggage that yeah. we put on that, uh, all of a sudden it, it it becomes a perfectly logical uh, explanation of perhaps an extraterrestrial or okay. or yeah, right. even an interdimensional building. But how can we say that we can put any credence in Ezekiel's quote unquote dream when it was told to us that this was his dream? It wasn't part of his real reality, but a dream. Well, uh, Ezekiel doesn't say he dreamed. He said he saw. And uh, I've had that same kind of experience now. It's it's different than a dream. It's 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 seeing past and understanding that. Now, I, I understand, you know, the whole bit about uh, even Satan can disguise himself as an angel of light. And in that sense, uh, every single one of us is going to have to make spiritual decisions and religious decisions. And uh, you, you could probably say that, None of us can say with absolute certainty this is it or this this is this or that is that. But on the other hand, uh, once you've experienced it yourself, and, and in, in my own case, uh, I, I found something that I am perfectly happy with. I <laughs> I got to tell you this story, too. When I was telling you about uh, uh, Jacob wrestling with Esau and my experience coming over here and saying, I will not let you go until you bless me. Uh, two years ago, I was asked to go to Cornwall in the UK and uh, speak to a group there called the Parallel Community on World Religions and the basis of World Religions. And we had a wonderful meeting, but when I was there, I'd never been to England before. And so I wanted to fulfill kind of a personal quest. And uh, I got a car, learned how to drive on the wrong side of the car on the wrong side of the road, drove up to a little town uh, northwest of London called Fenny Compton, where my ancestors used to preach. My ancestors were uh, Anglican ministers and the church where they preach still stands and still active. Mm -hmm. And I went into this church and I was able to stand in the same pulpit where my ancestor uh, stood every Sunday, my ancestor going back many generations. And I was able to see what he saw and what he was looking at when he preached 
was a stained glass window. And I've mm -hmm. never seen this kind of stained glass window before. It was a stained glass window showing Jacob wrestling with God, saying, I will not let you go until you bless me. Um, boy, I want to tell you, the hair stood up on the back of my neck when I realized my ancestor, going back I don't know how many generations, uh, saw that. And that was the particular verse that so inspired me when, uh, when I came out here. It, it, it was an eye-opener. Is it possible that in today's society we no longer need any religious philosophies to live by? Because after all, we don't need a shepherd anymore. We're all sheep with our own way of thinking. And we all know that every religious philosophy that is on the planet today was based on ancient times with people who had a very limited knowledge of, of the world around them. So why should we keep on following these ancients, these elders, these traditions, and, and even the shamanistic world? Can't we take responsibility for our own actions, or are we so immature as a species that we actually need a deity? Um, I can't answer for anybody else. Uh, all I can say is that my religion is not, it, 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 is, is it shamanistic? Yeah. Is it uh, mystic? Sure. Um, do I need a deity? Well, it doesn't make a difference if I need one or not. My religion is not, to me, old-fashioned. It's current. It's as current as my meditation that I had this morning. Uh, it's very live. It's very right there. Uh, it's, do, do I need it? Uh, well, I don't know if any of us, you know, need it. The fact is, it's there. Well, a lot of whether, people whether in today's society, a lot of people in today's society, are very weak-minded. They follow. They don't have the ability to yeah. think on their own or stand on their own two feet. They all, they all have to cling to some sort of philosophical belief in order to fulfill their days. You know, people need to meditate. People need to, to cling on to something. Why can't people take responsibility and why can't they just stand up and live their lives as human beings without all this hocus pocus? What if it isn't hocus pocus? What if it's real? Well, one's per perception of reality can be can be tainted by many things. Mm -hmm. You know, reality as I see it is what you do each and every day. I don't meditate. I don't look at a deity for for help or support. I, you know, I'm responsible for my own actions. I don't blame anybody else for anything that goes wrong. Yeah. And, I, and yet I will never stand by and see anyone get hurt. Now that doesn't, I don't need a deity or a philosophy to tell me that. It's part of my human nature, and I believe that everyone has it inherent in them. But we've been brainwashed by members of the clergy, by these religious philosophies, and by New Age practitioners to, to invite people into their world in order to, you know, to further themselves. Oh, there's a lot of that. There's no question there's a lot of that. Um, but, but again, I, I go back to the point where when it becomes, I'm not going to push mm -hmm. my way of understanding All right, anybody. Jim, Jim, hold on. We've got to take our break. We'll be oh, back okay. in a okay. sec. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. 
For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Nation, uh, Jim Willis is our guest. www.jimwillis.net is his uh, website. And Jim, before we went to the uh, break, we were talking about the the requirements of society or the majority of society to have some sort of interaction with a religious philosophy. And you know, my my outlook is is that all religious philosophies were based on ancients, and here we are in the 21st century. How does you know, why do we need this? Why do we need to have, have new age, um, you know, mind bending, um, you know, meditation and all these different philosophies when if there was something to it, and here's my, here's my problem. If there's anything to it, how come there just isn't one, one way of doing it instead of all these different ways, all these different deities, all these different practices? It makes no sense to me. Well, I, I can understand where you would say that. Uh, I, I don't think there are, um, well, when, let, let's, let's put it this way. When uh, we look at all of these different religions of the world today, uh, mm-hmm. to be honest, I've taught world religions, and uh, I, I think the founders of any of them, if Jesus or Moses or Mohammed or Lao Tzu or Confucius were to come back today, he'd be surprised at, at what's done in their names. Uh, the, the religions have, have uh, calcified, so to speak. But when you talk about why do we need it, I, I can't push my way of thinking on anybody, and I certainly don't expect anybody to uh, consider me to be a guru or anything like that. But on the other hand, I want to know the nature of life. I want to understand the basis of it. I want to understand why we're here, what we're here. I want to know if there's something bigger. And uh, I discovered that there is. And so for me, uh, that is not ancient okay. uh, in, 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 in the sense that it's, it's day-to-day. All right, so, so how do you know that what you... Well, first of all, what did you find? I, I discovered um, what probably uh, the, the best way of looking at it was just is to try to figure out what the source is all about. Where do we come from? Those great mysteries. There are huge, huge mysteries about why uh, life all of a sudden showed up one day with full DNA. Okay. Uh, there's a, there's a huge mysteries about why all of a sudden, um, what happens when when uh, uh, life all of a sudden shows up. Now we we have all kinds of ideas about how that happened, but yeah. when all comes the changes, what happened when consciousness showed up within human beings? 
And in answering these questions and looking at these questions and in seeking those questions, I've discovered that we live in a body that is governed by five senses. And those five senses develop through evolution to help us cope in this world. All right, I understand, I understand the reasoning behind the discoveries that you made. But at the end of the day, who cares? Why is uh, this me. so impo- why is this why is this so important when there are so many other matters that that people should put their mind to work on instead of these questions that have no effect on the the end of our you know, our daily lives. For example, what about what about the hungry? What about the sick? What about the homeless? What about the unemployed? If people well, around the world were to give the same amount of attention to these as they do to trying to figure out which philosophy is best, which philosophy is real, if there is a God, if there isn't a God, this would be a better world to live in. I think philosophies and religion are the downfall of humanity. Well, I, I, I would have to disagree with you there. That's uh, your right. Uh, but I understand, uh, I understand exactly what you're saying, and yes, there is that component uh, love God and love your neighbor. I mean, how can we possibly not? But when you talk about how practical it is, yeah. I can only tell you that it has changed my life completely. It is, is entirely practical. It is extremely practical. Jesus told a story, for instance, about a man who was blind, mm-hmm. never could see. And uh, the story is told, whether it's a history or not, doesn't make any difference, It's it, whether it's a myth or a history. The story is that this man said, yesterday I was blind, but today I can see. Now, I've seen that happen so many times in people's lives. One of the great experiences that I had um, involved a a person who was a member of my church. He was a deacon of my church. He was a, a churchman from day one. He was also a very brilliant man. He had two doctorates. He had founded about five different uh, schools, which went on to become now universities. And he was just the kind of a guy that uh, you just love to talk to. And every, you, you think, he, here's a guy who's got it all together. I got a call in the middle of the night uh, that this man, from a nurse in the hospital, saying this man wasn't expected to live through the night. And could I get there? Uh, he was fighting cancer. And so I got there. And uh, I spent time with him that night. When I walked into his room, he was crying. And I said, Bradley, what, what, you know, what can I say? What can I do? Are, are, are you ready if it's the time for you to go? And he said, Jim, I have spent my whole life doing everything but what was most important. And I said, what's most important? He says, preparing for this moment. Mm-hmm. I spent time with him that night, and I, we were lucky. Uh, uh, not only did I get that night with him, he had 10 more days before he died. And I spent time, a little bit of time, Every one of those days I was at his bedside, we would talk and we would talk. And I must say, when it came time for him to finally close his eyes and when that body finally died, um, he was so much more prepared because he had put it off. He had put it off. He wasn't ready. Death is a great mystery. It's a great leveler. And uh, it wasn't sufficient for me to find out when I died what was going to happen. I wanted to know beforehand. And that's what I was talking about when I said no more peekaboo religion, God. You know, none of this doctrine and dogma and faith. Take a step of faith. I wanted to know. I felt that if uh, if there was a real entity, and I'm not saying uh, that it's a entity like anything, like what the religions talk about, God with his white beard sitting on a cloud or anything like that. I'm talking like about that. mine, perhaps even my mind, um, that is... Uh, exists on the other side, 
perhaps uh, what is in my mind and in my consciousness is simply that embedded um, consciousness that what I call God. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to understand it. I wanted to know what was there. And so I went on the journey. And I've got to say, it's been the most exciting eight years I've ever spent. But at the end of the day, what difference does it make in the rest of the world? Well, I don't know if it makes a difference in the rest of the world. I get a lot of uh, people writing to me on my website, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a couple of thousand people every <laughs> every month turn in and look at it. Is that? A lot of them ask, ask questions. But why? They, but why? Why are these people so, so into because, finding out what, what, you know, what lies ahead? You know, can't they live because, for today? Shouldn't they be putting, and, and shouldn't you as a member of the clergy or a former member of the clergy be leading your people to living a better today and helping those in their world today and that sure, glorification sure. will come at the end if, in fact, there is any heaven or if there is any hell. Personally, I think that hell is here on earth. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if, if it filters into our life here mm -hmm. and if we understand the meaning of it here now, it makes a difference about but how we I don't, treat other people. But we don't know what lies upon the great beyond. We could be this could all be smoke and mirrors that has been what perpetrated throughout time in order to give a very weak civilization called humanity uh, something to 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 look forward to that really isn't there. Or that really is there. But there is no proof that it is there. There's no proof that it isn't there. Oh, the proof is that nobody... If, it, if, there, is, if there is another side or a great beyond, how come we haven't found proof of it yet? Uh, I have. Well, that's in your own... That, prove it to the rest of the world that you actually found it. Why? I mean, uh, you're making all, a, you're you're making you're is, making the claim. Testify to it and say it's made a difference for me. You're making the claim. You're writing books based on your findings. Yeah. Where's your proof? What kind of proof do you need? Well, physical proof. How can you have physical proof in a of a non-physical being? Uh, all right. So if it's a non-physical being, is it safe to say it's a non-physical existence? Uh, our our existence? No, no. The on the other side. Of course, it's a non-physical existence. If you if you'd say physical mm -hmm. has to do with uh, with with things that we can measure, things that we can touch. Look at quantum physics, for heaven's sake! Quantum physics is real. Quantum, quantum physics. physics is has been has been tested, has been uh, coming. But no, you no, can't no, no. Hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on thing, but it's real. Hold on here. Quantum physics was developed by humans using the models that we know today. That doesn't mean it's legitimate. All it does is it can be replicated in the models that we have today based on our knowledge of today. Five years down the road, there may be a discovery that proves quantum physics wrong. Could be. Could so be. so why, why does everybody look at quantum physics as the great answer to the, to the unknown, to give a justification, to, to give it some credence so that they can be proved right? Well, Rob, look at it this way. Uh, a lot of people um, might agree with you, mm -hmm. and uh, quite frankly, um, I, I, have, I can't. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I respect your, your, uh, your opinion. I yeah. expect your, yeah, I, I certainly respect your, your right to, to live your life the way it is, but yeah. I wanted to know more and I found it. But, and, uh, but if can I prove it, can I prove it to you? 
No. But if you were to I, agree with me, you wouldn't be able to sell your books. Well, I'm not, you know, that I, I don't write the books to sell them. As a matter of fact, I, I, uh, I, I write the books because they need to be written. They need to be, uh, there's something in me that says I've got to write and, and uh, share what I can. I so if it can help somebody else, fine. Okay. If not, well, then it won't. But still, a person has to pay to find out whether that book will help them or not. Well, yeah, or they could just... Uh, or they uh, can go to church get it, and, and get, get, the, get it out of the library, you know, for something like that. I, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to convince anybody. Yeah. I'm not trying to say this is the way. But if you're not trying to convince anybody, why do you write books to sell them so that other people may agree with you in order to, you know, in order to to kind of look and say, well, you know what, look, Jim's got a good idea here. I think I'm going to follow this, and oh, wow, I can put everything that I think of into the same little cubicles as, as are in any author's book. An author writes a book and publishes it in order to make a difference in another person's life. Sure. A person can go to church and get the same thing. Yeah, could. A lot of people do. So how do we know that the New Age movement is not the spawn of Satan? <laughs> now, how do we know that Satan exists? And you're a former minister? Yeah. Strange. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365.
closing time Open all the doors and let you out into the world Closing time Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl Closing time One last call for And welcome back everyone. Jim Willis is our guest, www.jimwillis.net. And Jim, as a, as a former... As a retired minister, member of the clergy, how can mm. you question the existence of the devil? Oh, many, many clergy uh, question the, diff- the existence of the devil. But isn't that going against what you were preaching in the Bible? No, no, it depends how you read the Bible. If, if you look at the Bible as history, if you mm-hmm. look at the Bible as dogma or doctrine, if you want to read it that way, and a lot of people do... Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have uh, you're going to have the devil, and you're going to have all those kind of things. But if you read it as uh, as a mythology, if you read it as a, a way of instructing, if if you read it as a way of of uh, trying to explain how does evil exist in a world, then it's a whole different story. The devil doesn't become a, a spiritual entity who's going around uh, destroying people. The devil becomes the concept of evil that tries to explain what's going on in this world, and that's a totally different way of understanding what or who or how the devil is. But, you know, the majority of philosophies that follow the Bible and use the Bible as its doctrine, you know, say that the, that the devil is the negative entity. He is real. He is a fallen angel called Lucifer. So mm-hmm. are, are we saying that yeah. the Bible is lying? No, 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 no. It's yeah, how do you read the Bible? It's, how do you read a myth? How do you read it? If, but if, but if, why should if, we follow? Why should we follow what's in the Bible if it's just a myth? It, no, don't use that word. Just a myth. A why? mythology is more powerful truth than a lot of facts you can come up. But with. Um, mythology and truth are oxymorons. I I disagree totally. Have you ever read much Joseph Campbell? No, no. It, oh. it, mythologies to me are nothing more than stories. Yeah, that's Joseph Campbell fought this all his life. A great mythologist. Oh, I wouldn't say uh, great. Uh, mythologies are are uh, can. It's it's the difference between poetry and prose. You can approach you can approach truth mm-hmm. better through poetry sometimes than you can through prose. So let me see in the Bible. Uh, did uh, was Jesus really the Son of God? Was he crucified? Did he rise from the dead? Did there he ascend many, into heaven? There are many Christians who wonder whether there was an historical Jesus at all. And it doesn't make any difference whether there was an historical Jesus at all. What? If you read the Bible um, metaphorically, if you read it as mythology rather than history. All right, so as, as a member of the clergy, when you were giving your sermons on Sunday, first of all, what, what, to what, you know, what religion uh, you know, was it Anglican? Was it Catholic? Uh, was no, it, it Presbyterian? Was, it was the Protestant religion. You had the United Church of Christ, which hmm. was probably one of the most liberal uh, denominations there is, although I came from a fundamentalist background yeah. myself. Oh, okay, so when you were, did you talk about Christ in your in your congregation? Oh, absolutely, and especially back then. I wish I could go through and, and uh, change some of those things that I said. I wish I could take some of those things back. I wish Why? I could describe it in more depth. Why? But it's it's too late now. Why would you want to go back and change it? What happened in your life that made you want to change everything that you taught and you preached and the members of your congregation took as gospel because you, their, their, their leader, their minister, 
their reverend were telling them this information that they took to be real because they trusted you. What happened? Well, first of all, I, I grew up spiritually, uh -huh. uh, and, and many Christians don't. Many people of other religions don't. On the other hand, a lot of people with no religions at all don't grow either. Mm -hmm. A lot of them just say stuck in that idea is that if I can't see it in front of me, if I can't prove it, if I can't measure it, if I can't test it, it doesn't exist. Oh, which so, is a very, very short-sighted way to approach the reality of life itself. Oh. If you want to understand life... Mm -hmm. I'm convinced, and I won't convince you of this, but I'm convinced that you can't understand the reality of life without understanding the spiritual dimension, because that's where we come from. I see, and you know how this, for certain how? Because I've experienced it. What kind of experiences have you had? Mm, Out-of-body experiences, okay. uh, understanding things in a new way. Um, in in meditation, I know you don't meditate, but no. I, I do, and I meditate a lot. And uh, I've been in in contact with um, a dimension mm. that is way beyond anything that you can touch or taste or see or smell. As a matter of fact, I think anybody who doesn't want to look at the spiritual dimension is probably reacting against the... Um, uh, the dogmatic doctrinal religion that is so prevalent today. And I don't blame them for being against that. I'm against it too. I'm saying that that is not the reality that I've experienced. So what you're saying is you found it in within yourself to mm -hmm. follow this new path. Yeah. And well, that the old path was not, wrong? Not a, not a new path, a continuation, a greater understanding and a greater development mm -hmm. of uh, the path that I've been on all along. It's well, just that uh, I, I'm different now okay. than I was when I, when I was 20, when I was 30, when I was 60. And if we're not different, then something is wrong with our life. We're not growing. So if somebody says, I'm the same person I was when I was 30 years old and now they're 70, mm -hmm. I say, well, you haven't really accomplished much in your life than but, have you, if but once again person. but once again you're taking what you have found in your life to work and you're criticizing others who have found what has worked for them in their lives you know that's kind of uh it's kind of a uh an odd way of looking at things because you're saying you know you've progressed in life and that's your lifestyle that's your choice and these other people because they haven't followed or seem to have been enlightened as you are they're wrong well, I don't feel I'm saying that. I think you're you're probably hearing that or you're interpreting it oh, that way. Oh, I see. Well, I've I'm got not, very good I hearing. I don't think I'm yeah. saying that. Well, listen, tell me, what hap What do you believe happens when, when Jim Wills dies? What's going to happen? Willis dies, I'm sorry. I'm going to return to the source from whence I came. Uh, I, I think that there is a great... Um, one of the things that we've discovered in, in quantum physics is an ancient... Hebrew, an ancient Hindu uh, thing called the Akashic field. Uh, oh, yeah. The Akashic field is the field of potential. The Akashic field is the field of possibility. And from there we come and we gather all this experience. And we live this life, perhaps many lives, who knows. But we live this life, we gather this experience, we put it all together, and when it's over, we return back to that source, carrying this experience with us. In the beginning, there is an undivided peace, an undivided love, compassion. 
And when we come here, we enter the world of duality. And here in this world of duality, uh -huh. we find good and bad, up and down, hot and cold, all those things. Those are the things that give us the experience. And we learn the experience in this particular metaphysical reality. Mm -hmm. when, when I die, I'm expecting to return to that source, carrying this experience with me. And I think that's one of the things we have to do in this life. When you talk about my uh, criticizing people who who uh, who don't do this all yeah. uh, no I'm not I'm not criticizing them what I'm saying is that we're all growing in different ways okay we're all growing for and and we all learn different things from our life and that's what we carry with us at the end you you you, you use the word akashic now I've heard many people talk about the akashic records um, mm -hmm. I've never heard anybody say it's a higher form of learning before well, that, you have to read the books of uh, Irvin Laszlo, for instance, who was a scientist, who, uh, when he was describing this field of infinite potentiality that exists on the other side of the Higgs field, the newly mm -hmm. discovered Higgs field, he had to find a, sans uh, a Sanskrit word from the Hindu that really yeah. describes it. And he, he was the one that popularized the use of the word Akashic field because it's an ancient, ancient Hindu concept. Uh, Hindus had the idea of, uh, of of God that was totally different than what many people um, preach today. Hindus had the idea of God as, well, they used the word Brahman. Brahman cannot be explained. Brahman cannot be understood completely. Brahman is beyond human thought. Uh, Brahman is the place where human language cannot go. If you think you've got it, you don't. But then they understood also that Brahman has a counterpart within us that can best be used, uh, that they use the word Atman, and the only word that can be translated uh, even close in English is the word soul. And the great Hindu concept was that Brahman and Atman are one. Thou art that, they would say. Within us mm -hmm. is that great mystery. Hey, Jim, I, Jim, I hate to do this, but we've run out of time. I want to thank you so much for join, joining us because you've given me a whole new look at life, and I think it can only be described as following. Well, this is how I perceive what you're talking about, and uh, this is what I think of it. There you go. Flush it down the toilet because here on the X-Zone, another one bites the dust. My gosh. He doesn't want to, uh, you know, he wants to change the world, I guess. Writing books, selling them, blabbering off, wasting people's times. A lot of philosophies. Well, look at the bright side, people. He's not a minister anymore. Now you know why. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Watch out, people. False prophets. The end of the world. Remember? Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. Uh-huh. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey. Hey. Gonna get you too. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. Yeah. 